Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Behind the Racket pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... If you were on the Twitter over the weekend, uh, there was, of course, a very famous photo, now famous already after just a day and a half, two days, um, of a group of, I think, 70-ish men, no women, standing in some level of solidarity behind the PTPA, the Professional Tennis Players Association, a union-ish type of a situation. Can and much to, uh, I guess, I guess two thirds of our listening audience. There in the background, a black shirt with a white racket, a, a very tiny little man, <laughs> a little little fellow, a human. <laughs> uh, there was Noah Rubin yeah. in solidarity for the PTPA. Uh. So we will get to why Noah was there in just a moment. We are. Coming to you from our respective bubbles, Noah is a Tier 1, as they call them here at the U.S. Open. I am a Tier 2, so we Irrelevant. are not allowed to interact uh, in any <sighs> way, shape, God. or form. Lucky you. Dreams do come true. But if I see you on the basketball court, I'm going to dunk on you. How are you? I'm okay, actually. Okay. Um... Yeah, I posted another reel because those have been going around lately. Mm. Um, this one, without my girlfriend in it, mm. um, actually, I mean, people know my anxiety surrounding this week and the Open and what it means and having third grade teacher come out for tickets yeah. and everything like that. It's been nice. It's been nice to kind of have the ability to go from Arthur Ashe to Court 17 in 45 seconds with my fast walking and not see anybody and not be around people. And I spent three hours at the top of Arthur Ashe Stadium today, just sitting, actually watching Serena practice a little bit mm. and just relaxing. And it, I'm grateful for that. If you talk about being grateful, I mean, that's, this is something I've always dreamed of, regardless if I get the chance to play singles, I'm in the doubles and it's, it's pretty cool. Actually, I have to say it's, it's been pretty cool. 
Um, yeah, I, I know that once we start playing, I will certainly miss the atmosphere, the fans, in terms yes. of, especially as we mentioned last week with Dr. Katz, the, you broadcast to fans, you know, right. using the fans in the stands. And I, I am not necessarily looking forward to that aspect because I think the, you know, the fan, the atmosphere brings so much to a tournament, oh, obviously. The players, no, the players spoke and said, oh, if we can have fans just in the stands... But having a train just go from court to court, they don't touch the grounds at all. <laughs> that would be ideal, which um, is true. And, but at the same time, yesterday as I was walking through to uh, from my credential to where I got my COVID test, it was nice to be able to walk without walking through you know, thousands of people. I, as somebody who is anxious around large crowds, that was nice. Uh, so it's one of the, one of those type of situations. I expressed that to two or three people that I saw yesterday, and they were all all said the same thing. It's just like, yeah, we we're gonna miss the fans a lot, but it's also very nice. It's kind of this double edged sword thing, right? Um, yeah. How's no. your experience been? Otherwise, I mean, uh, let let's we didn't we have not yet really actually talked about the wild card that you received yes. on the double side. Um, no. Let's see the news of the day on top of the PTPA, which we'll get to in a second, is that. An unnamed player has been removed from the draw in Benoit Pair's spot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, um, Marcel yeah, Granadiers replacing yeah. him. But you are right. you are have received a wild card. It is mm-hmm. my opinion that one of the reasons you and Ernesto and Christopher Eubanks received the wild cards on the double side was so that you would be alternates in this type of scenario. Um, do you think it is justified for you to get that doubles wild card? Yeah, I, you know, we spoke about this. I know there's doubles players that will speak and Americans doubles players, and I hate taking their spot. You know, if you want to be pissed, be pissed last year. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm happy that I got to play with Ty last year. And honestly, we should have won the first round. It was six and a third. Was, but was those that are the Bam- times. Bambo? Yeah, Bambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bambo and McLaughlin. But, yeah, and those are the times you could be pissed because I'm just there to, you know, have fun and, and make some money. But now is the time that you can understand that this is giving myself and, and with the situation we have now an opportunity to be in the singles draw. So I totally support them being pissed other years. This is not the year for that um, because it does give me the ability. I mean, I'm not saying it's correct, right or wrong, and they still can be upset. But this is this is the situation right now. I've I've struggled with it quite a bit because, uh, as you know, I'm and, and you are as well friends with several double specialists who are in that area. Yeah. They, they would need a wild card. And I know how frustrated and upset that they are that, you know, the, the, the doubles guys that got wild cards were Monroe and Lamons, uh and then Christian Harrison with his brother. Um, yeah. There are guys who certainly have earned the opportunity over the the last couple of years who are not getting it this year. This is such a unique year that I, I justified it to them when I, when I expressed it and I don't think they agreed with me with, with the fact that you, Eubanks and Escobedo earned the right to compete at the U S open by virtue of your rankings or the next grand slam by virtue of your rankings that you would have been in qualies. It was taken away from you. This is kind of like a, a reward. I don't know that i hundred percent agree with that at the same time but uh it's been very difficult and and how have things gone with you and Neto in in terms of preparing uh god you're playing Shapo and Bopana yeah no it's uh Bopana's kicked my ass twice now Mm. both in mixed I want to say or one singles possibly but uh, I mean one doubles possibly but um 
Yeah, no, it's actually been a lot of fun. I really love Neto as a person, <laughs> yeah. you know, which it's it's been really nice to, to have some singles practice with him. Um, I got out with a couple other guys, and then we had doubles practice, and that was kind of interesting and just get the ability to get out there and, you know, practice serve, returns, and stuff we don't get to do often and take a little pressure off. Again, it's been so far a very enjoyable uh, U.S. Open, and then the last 48 hours hit, and then we were all put into a blender as the USTAR and the ATP and all the players, and now we're just trying to make it out. So yeah, let's let's just say this. Let's this talk about the blender. <laughs> let's let's start with just the what's it called the pulse blender. Um, yes. Let's just talk a little bit about Benoit testing positive. Yes. Um, it is we're recording right now at five o'clock. Right. Um, on Sunday night, he is going to be withdrawn. He has been withdrawn, replaced, as I mentioned, right. by Marcel Granier's. Um, you are now, I believe, fourth on the list at this point to get in. I think that's what I saw. Three, possibly. I think Purcell's ahead of you. Neto. Okay. I thought I saw that you were fourth. Okay, maybe Mahout. Uh, uh, that's who it is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So those those three ahead of you now okay. um, on the list. Um, what is what is the what have you heard in terms of of the French? Because right now, guys like Gasquet, Manorino have been essentially isolated until they sort things out. What have you heard from from different players? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really tricky. You know, right now, I think I believe there's four players that are being. Um, quote-unquote quarantine i don't know what you want to call it they're in their hotels um not really allowed they're not they weren't allowed on site right now um and they usta has to figure out what happens with them you know has to figure out what this really means for them so it's it's a weird situation um this puts (laughs) a lot of pressure i mean you know the usda spoke about that they are plan they were planning for positives they were planning for contact tracing i don't know what that means you know yes you have these guys there's no way these are the only guys Benoit came in contact with. There's mm-hmm. no way there weren't other guys that he was, you know, in the same hotel with. So it's uh, it's a very unusual situation. We have an amendment, which is what the U.S. Open seems to be enjoying lately. It seems like this is their new M.O. And, yeah, we had to... This is almost a secondary podcast that we had to bring into this one because of, I guess you can call it breaking news. Um, it seems like uh, 11, 11 players have come in contact with Benoit Pair, close contact, I guess you can say, and they will be playing the tournament. This is, Corona's not new news. We, we know how it works. We know that they can test. 42 times in the next three, four, five days and still not get a positive result. And it's scary. I mean, they literally have now <laughs> one contradicted themselves from Cincinnati last week. All right, I'm going to have yes. you I'm going to have you yeah. just slow down a little bit okay. because okay, yeah. you you I need I need a grape. Yeah, I, I, you need a lot of things. Um so what has happened? So we're recording this three hours now after we recorded the initial stuff we talked about with Benoit Pair a couple minutes ago. 
You said now that 11 people have been confirmed to be in contact, and so apparently there's a new... Close contact. Okay, close you contact know, with Benoit yes. Pair. And so what's yes. happening to those 11 people? Um, they have been given new protocol to sign, a new document to sign. This is an amendment to the original documents and waivers we had to sign. Um, this is stating that they will have no access to certain areas, but will still be permitted on the grounds and practice courts and everything like that. They will mm. be still playing the tournament. As I know, these 11 people are all tennis players. I know there are some on the men's and women's side. I think predominantly men, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, How do you know that number of 11? This 11 is coming from the French players directly that are quarantined. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's a weird... I don't even know what word to use for them. I think quarantine is Sources. right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying for the you know for this because they've only been able they've been quarantined for what twelve hours or whatever right. it is. So, I mean, fuck. When I say close contact, is because obviously he's come in contact with others. But these are the people they have a feeling that are close enough to possibly have contracted if Benoit Pair is a true positive contracted COVID from him and I'm looking at this and I'm like you're not going to do anything all this work all this work you put in all the bullshit you threw away saying this is a bubble this is this we already know it's not a great bubble I'm staying at the Garden City Hotel it's not a sold out hotel it's not just players here we know that only the workers I believe in the locker rooms are or, or maybe a few others are the only ones that are staying in the bubble as well. So we know that bus drivers, van drivers, people working around the sites, whatever the case may be, are going home. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to stay in the hotel? Why Why is this bubble? I get it. It's it's all for politics. I understand that. Well, there, let, to, let, me, let me just defend it slightly by saying uh, masks are required at all times on every part of the grounds. And, and social distancing. I do need to say that and emphasize that. Okay. And? For all those people that are that are on site. I think that uh, it does need to be stated. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a given. But you're talking about you have the chance, and we've heard it many, many times now, you are prepared for positive tests. Here we have them. And what did you do? My best guess is... One, if not a couple top players are a part of these 11, and they are not willing to give up their tournament. Maybe 11 is too big of a number to start pulling out of the tournament. Whatever the case is, not only did they contradict what happened to Guido and Hugo last week, but they are basically going against everything that New York has worked for. Like They said they have worked with the New York State Department of Health on this to get the Mm -hmm. protocols right. I, I can only imagine they went up and said, Please, please help us make this work somehow, some way. Can we can we get something in writing from you guys that says we can manage this? Anything, please. It's unbelievable. I mean, how, how can you how can you go on like this? I mean, I I can't wait to hear it from their faces and from their voices. Say, oh, it's okay. You know, you're not going to see them in your locker room with you. Uh, no, they're just going to be on the practice courts two inches away from me at all times. What are we doing? What is this for? Don't bullshit me with this bubble when everybody's leaving it, when you can do whatever you want at this point. You can hang out with whoever you want. You can literally, it seems like, 
besides testing positive, you can be with anybody who tests positive and you will be fine. What, what do we do? Um, how is, as, how is, as somebody yes. who has been in New York, uh, yes. obviously a hot spot, are you more offended as a New Yorker or a tennis player? <laughs> That's a pretty good question. You should do this more often. Thanks. Um, if they truly did work which I'm sure they had to with the New York State Department of Health this this worries me that you know again we're, we're in this place where we put sports on a pedestal and which is on a bigger pedestal than I even imagined we're not canceling the tournament that was never up for discussion we are talking about you putting your due diligence in finding out the players which apparently you did and taking them out of the tournament. And this is nothing against these guys. And you could say that I have ulterior motives. Of course. But this is just against being, one, consistent and playing by the rules of the game. You want to have a major tournament during a pandemic? You want to have that opportunity? Let's make sure that we do the right things right now. Because it's absurd what's going on. I can only imagine the meetings they're having where they're like, this is shitty timing. What do we do? I guess we just have to manage to get through this. So it worries me to no end that unless you test positive, which we very well know can take up to 14 days, which is what the New York State says, if you come in contact with somebody who's tested positive, you have to quarantine for 14 days. That's New York State right now. And we have gone past that. So let's see. USA, come up with a really good fucking answer for why we are dealing with this right now. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And now we send you back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Um, so, okay, so that's the pulse on the blender. Now let's yeah. go to uh, the highest setting that we possibly can, the PTPA. Uh, suddenly, Wednesday, Thursday of last week, we start to hear rumblings that, that Novak and, and Vashik are going to start forming this union and asking people to sign sign up for it over the weekend um you know got the exclusive in the new york times ben rothenberg christopher clary and then just these little very little details start coming out about the ptpa it's not a union it's an association and then the photo comes out on saturday you and i talked a couple times on saturday you were gonna go and then um you you answered the phone when I talked to you on Saturday night by saying, well, I signed up and I just, I couldn't believe it. And I'm sure you're, I, I know I got several messages from people on Twitter saying they couldn't believe you were there. 
and that we yeah. have to record a podcast. So I'm going to start by letting you explain why you decided to agree, sign up, whatever it is called with the PTPA. Yeah, so obviously we had this meeting at Grandstand. Um, first of all, you know, it's 100 plus guys. We're just sitting around not really knowing what's happening. And then I was just like, I got, I got to hear what's happening. I got to hear them out. What are the plans? What does it all mean? Where do we go from here? And um, so we're sitting. We first started listening to, to Vashik. And then Novak took, you know, starts taking the lead a little bit. And halfway through, everybody there gets a text, a WhatsApp from the ATP, mm. directly from the ATP. And it has like six bullet points. It was almost like a beware kind of thing. Okay. And it dawned on me. I was like, wow. If a meeting can scare them this much. I mean, bylaws have not even been written for the association yet. So this is just a meeting to see if there could be any support in the future for something like this. And if a meeting can scare them this much, maybe this could be enticing enough for me because this is what I've always wanted. I don't think personally myself, I mean, obviously I've worked hard with you behind the racket and we're still doing a billion things. I just don't think we have any leverage to really do something like this. So yeah, do I think Novak can really take me to the Holy Land? I don't know. I'm still skeptical about all of this. And obviously we've definitely had our, our differences of opinion. But if somebody can scare the ATP into literally sending a mass communications, which we, for one, we have not gotten all of the pandemic, basically. Maybe this can scare them enough into changing, changing the way they do things. I think the general consensus I've seen from social media is that there is a general agreement with the idea for players to have more of a voice that generally, you know, whatever that may mean in terms of a union association. The questions I have, Noah, that I, I would love to hear if you were given answers within the meeting are twofold. Why right now when tournaments are trying to get back, you know, and, and everybody's trying to build back towards what is quote unquote normal within the sport of tennis. And frankly, you need agreements from everyone involved to really push forward. So that's number one. And then number two, the uh, lack of female representation at all. At this meeting, Vashik said that they're working with women in some way, shape, or form. But those are the two questions that I'm wondering if they were addressed within the meeting. Yeah, I mean, the number one point um, to that is, again, people think things are moving along so quickly. This was a, literally a prelim meeting to see if, because Djokovic had this a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. He got three people behind him. So this, you know, this he just needed to see if there's anybody. He got... 150 people to sign yes electronically from 150 to 500. Um, and he wanted to see if there was any top players that would get along and then the guys at the open. So this is a prelim. I agree this is not you know the right time, I think. But it's just prelim. I mean, they, again, they, they have to work towards having the bylaws. This was just to see, since everybody was in the same place, if they agree that the ATP is not doing a great job. That was basically it. And then the second point to that. Let me just the, interrupt before you get to the second point. Is yes. is that I don't feel that that has necessarily been uh, portrayed accurately by the two players involved in terms of Vashik and, and Novak saying that it's just preliminary. 
and maybe I'm wrong about that, but if it, it, I think what you just said sounds fine. I don't know that necessarily what they've said and the way they've represented it within their very small social media statements has done a nearly a decent enough job to represent what you just said. No, I agree. I mean, they were stating that it's here, it's now. You know, that was all the Twitter and the pictures and everything yes. was like, here we have this association. Again, it is far more prelim than that. I mean, I, they don't have, you know, the basis of everything moving forward. Um, so again, this is just to say, hey, you know, do, do we agree with what's going on? Do players have a say? Are we getting money? And all those answers are basically no. Let's change this. I mean, again, you know, I had certain situations. Tara Daniel got in for the spot of Hugo Delion in Cincy. They passed a law, a bylaw or amendment or whatever you want to call it, three days before Tower's match that basically says if you test positive, it seems like the person that tests positive gets the money for the first round. So Tower's not making money. So it's like, you know, this was just kind of a straw that, you know, was put into a bunch of straws that said, hey, I don't think we have a place here for a player's voice. How can we change that? And that's where we're at now. And again, to go back, actually, no, no, to go to your next point for the women's side, of course we want the women involved. I mean, this in this situation, it's strength in numbers, just like anything else. If we can get 300 signatures or 600 signatures, it's, you know, of course they want that. I'm sure they want that, and they're looking for that. I don't know if the lawyers say, yeah, we'll, we'll help create a separate women's one. I don't know if it should be together or separate or how that works. I don't know the ins and outs of that. I do know that there are strength in numbers, and we have to work somewhat together on this to, to come, you know, to be unified. But again, I mean, the questions that everybody are stating, again, do I do I know if I fully trust Novak? No. Vashik has worked hard. You know, I've, I've known him personally at some level. I think he means well. Again, I'm trying to learn for myself, but at the same time, I don't like how things have been going for my short time on the ATP tour, and I think there needs to be change, and that's where we're at right now. I think um, I, I'm, I'm just uncomfortable with a couple of things that I want to express personally. Number one, um, I really didn't like Novak's quote about the idea that you know nobody talked to him about you know the postponement after Naomi Osaka's um, very brave move to to pull out and then uh, with with everything that's happening here in the U.S. Um, and then it seemed kind of reactionary that hey we're going to go with this now um, and and I know he's been planning this for quite some time but it it felt wrong to me. Um, that being said, I also do agree that, I mean, there needs to be better communication uh, from top down, no doubt about that. Um, so that's, that's one issue. Um, and, but, but quite frankly, this, I don't know that I could, I, I'm, I'm just so nervous about you as my podcast partners, you know, if you will, being seen, you know, in this group right now. Frankly, just because of the lack of diversity, um, the, the lack of female representation um, makes me uncomfortable. Um, and, and I just I have real questions about what the details are going to be. And it's it's I, I just, you know, again, me to you, one, per, you know, one friend to another. The idea that you're in that picture right now is is troubling for me. At the same time, I, I completely agree with you that long term, I think this is something you and I have talked about this for months, year a year now. This is something that has to happen. 
And at the same time, I'm really uncomfortable with it because of a lack of details. Let me talk, ask you two more questions here that are more on the, again, outlandish uh, side. Number one, uh, was there any talk in the meeting about the, the situation with what happened Thursday and the, the not playing as a result of what was specifically a quote-unquote American problem with racial injustice? Um, yeah, there was a little talk about that. And again, it's it's not that anybody is against not playing or for it. It's just, you know, when Novak was speaking about it, he said, and this was an hour before he played Bautista or something mm. like that. I yeah. think he got a text and said, this is what time we're going to play two days later or whatever mm. the case may be. And he's like, didn't get a text, didn't get a call. There's four players in the tournament left you can call them and say, hey, what time is best? They thought it would be better for them to play earlier in the day to give them more rest for the Open, while the other guys wanted later in the day to give them more rest from the previous match. And it's just four guys in the tournament. You're not even talking about first round of the slam. So, you know, again, it's just continuous lack of communication has led to really just guys being helpless and, and, and looking for that next step. And, and I agree, of course, there's a complete lack of detail of what this really means. And we didn't sign up for anything. Nothing has really been put down. So it's just this idea that, and we've been speaking about it too long for me not to at least encourage them to fight for something. And that's where I'm at right now. When I was see, sitting, listening to them, I was like, how do I not allow them to at least scare the ATP? How do I not support that in some way, shape or form? And again, there are a billion things. The number one thing that we sign every year, and as you can ask any player, if you don't sign this just because you forget, they will hunt you down before your first match <laughs> at Australia. Yeah, they I know. They will hunt you down. And this is where the ATP proclaims that you're an independent contractor. It says you can't boycott. It says you can't uh, protest. It says you can't do any of these things. Yeah. And, But if you don't want to sign this, you can't play. So when, you know, this association is saying well we're not going to boycott you know i'm like are we going to have amendments to that contract like what does that look like how do we get this all done in the next three months especially with australia not really knowing what they're doing with their COVID situation so again there's a billion things happening which are all up in the air but it came down to in the end that i'm not fully getting behind anything but i have to encourage them to at least scare the atp that was the final do you know if Justin Gimmelstab is behind this or waiting in the shadows to be uh, part of the reveal as the head of the the association? I heard absolutely nothing about that, and that would possibly change people's minds. I, I didn't realize until last night, Noah, and I found this out as I was kind of reading all the social media reaction. I didn't know that Justin Gimmelstab has blocked me on Twitter. It's a compliment to you, or how are you taking it? Uh, I, I don't blame him. Um, <laughs> For other reasons. No, I mean, I, 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 I talked about it on social media, just his, uh, that he, the thing he did at a challenger back in the early, early aughts uh, was the worst thing I'd ever seen on court. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I guess that caused him to block me. Uh, that was in the midst of his situation with his wife um and i i mentioned that and he's blocked me and 
It's probably not great considering he is such a power broker in the sport, despite all of his transgressions. Um, but yeah, I, no, I, I, I did think not hear any of that. I have a I have a real concern about him being involved. I would have a massive concern about him being involved. Again, I know you heard things a few years ago. I don't know if it's the case now. I don't think it is. Nobody's heard of anything, so I can only go with what I see in here. How do you feel about it now? It's been 24 hours. About the whole situation? Yeah. With combining what's happening with the COVID situation right now as well, Yeah. I think it's, it's evident that the ATP is, is not ready, that, that federations are not ready for things. Mm. And, and that's my concern right now. So you take the association away from everything. I'm looking at the people and the groups that control our sport, yeah. and they are ill-prepared for what's ahead of them and for what's at hand right now. And that's what scares me. And then again, that's what leads me to hoping that taking you know a left turn here can actually do us some good and that's what i have to at least encourage for the time being and i think that's a fair it's a fair response um yeah i I, as you as i just said a few minutes ago i'm certainly concerned for you in case it goes south but i think that's a completely rational way to approach it and i i can't fault you at all for that in, in any way, shape, you could or still fall me, and you'll and you'll find a way to fall me. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just again, you know, and I, the USTA has worked very hard up until this point. Right now, this is you go left or right, right here. Mm-hmm. You're, this is it. You say you're prepared. They said it multiple times. We are expecting positive tests. So what do you do? Because every minute that you're waiting, because it's just a yes or no decision or you're looking at other players that could be in contact, whatever the case may be, every minute that goes by is one less minute. You know, we, we are playing tomorrow. This is starting tomorrow. It worries me. It was bad timing. I don't envy their position. It worries me. Uh, let's just real quick as we're, we're going to try to wrap up here. Um, you said to me right before we started recording how amped you are right now. I mean, you just seem like you're... You're bouncing around. I, I have to admit, I haven't really left my hotel room. I didn't get my, my negative test until noonish today and then had some phone calls and things. And obviously, we were going to record our podcast. I haven't really like been around the site much. But you seem like you're in a really good mindset. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm in terrible uh, space either. Uh, it seems like you're, you're feeling good, though. Coming to terms with reality a little bit, which is tough, but I think it took some time to actually be a little bit in the tennis world to see and to know just how difficult these next few months will be and, and the uncertainty of and what that means. So I almost need to be in it to say, wow, you know, this is this is going to happen. I'm going to have to be okay with it. And let's see, you know, let's deal with the matter at hand. And it's and it's putting me in a, in a pretty good mindset. How's it been seeing Ty? Uh, you know, I, not ne- not just Ty, obviously, but Ty, right. Ty, I know, is one of the closest friends for you. How, how's it been seeing these guys? Yeah, it's been weird seeing guys. Again, mm. it's it's a little exhausting. Um, and at first, I think people all over the place are a little apprehensive about everything, saying hi to people, yeah, right. touching, whatever the case may be. Um, and also, here I am, like, 
I feel like I've pissed off people a few times yep. over this time. And I was like, you know, what does that mean for me? But I, it seems like it, it's okay. And, you know, everybody's in, in pretty good vibes. I think people are happy to be here. With that being said, there's a lot of shit going on and, and it's kind of exploded. And But I think we're all in the same place. It's like, let's see what happens during the Open. Let's see if we can get through it and, and you know, at least play a little bit of tennis before stuff goes even further sideways. Well, um, on, on that positive note, I believe you will have played by the next time we record um, a podcast um, next next weekend. Um yeah. Good luck. I might have hit a volley at that point. God, I hope not. Yeah. I, I, I hope, I, although I will say, I hope you hit more volleys than your partner. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> me or Neto, you, you're picking one. Um, uh, good luck. I, I, I don't know. Um, I know you and I had talked, and I wanted to just at least, you know, full transparency here, uh, about potentially doing a podcast or two on the grounds. Um, I think it would be... It's doable. I do have like a 10-foot microphone cord, but I don't know that it's necessarily worth risking your ability to compete or whomever's guest, uh, whomever our guest would be, their ability to compete if it's seen to be of bad form to be recording a podcast. So we're probably not going to record one on site. If we get one on Zoom, so be it. Um, but I just wanted to at least let all of you guys at home know about kind of the situation it is um, like we said, we're on different tiers. As a result, I'm not supposed to be interacting with Noah very much or any player very much. So I'm going to try to respect that as much as I can because um, too many players have not had the ability to pick up money over the last six months, and it's pretty crucial that they do. So um, that will be likely to prevent us from doing anything on-site with a guest. Um, we'll see what we can do, though, as the week progresses. Uh, any closing thoughts from you? Oh, who's going to win the tournament? What, what's tournament? I, I, any of them. I'm at Prague. I'm looking at... Jeannie's playing. What, what, Jamie's playing. Oh, yeah, that Prague tournament yeah. has like a million, $3 million in prize money. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Oh, oh, yeah, this one just played. Yeah, there's just challenges going on, people getting points, and I'm just sitting in a hotel room doing a podcast with you, so that's I mean, good stuff. I mean, listen, you were amped at the beginning of this. I mean, you got to be yeah. still amped. I mean, you've – and my no, – like, your, your how – you haven't even, like – face. Yeah, the Mohawk I didn't even think about gone. it. The Mohawk is gone. It, oh, it was But you're going to be – you're on radio. I don't even know what – what is this professionalism you're trying to uphold? I, I, I want to be on the – Stop. Just stop. I want to be on TV. Stop. Stop. Someday. I want to be, be on the somebody. TV world feed, too. No, stop talking. All right. Love you a lot. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.